Well, hello, everybody. It's great to have you with us. We are the ministry team of Evening Light Tabernacle, and we hope that you will invite friends to join with us today and let everybody know that we're, we're on for another session tonight or today, whatever time it would be as you're listening. Um, and uh, so we welcome you to uh, even ask questions by email or to, um, if you, something comes in your mind or your heart that you would kind of like to know more about this subject, please do so. Let us know, um, even by email or other ways to contact us. We're, today we have been speaking in past sessions about the birth of the church. And today we're going to be talking about the closing of the Gentile dispensation and the events that led up to the closing of the, um, I'm sorry, the Jewish dispensation and the closing of that in the Old Testament and bringing in a new covenant. And so um, it, this was a time period, of course, when there was a changing of dispensation, a junction, and we feel like that the ending of the Jewish dispensation is parallel to the ending of the Gentile dispensation, so I think it's a great study. How would you define dispensation, Brother Tim? How would you? Well, dispensation by definition is a divinely ordained order prevailing at a particular period of time. So, for example, the law was a dispensation um, that would cover a particular period of history where that God would use a nation to demonstrate um, what he would do in a new covenant when he would take a people for his namesake. And so, you know, it's a dispensation, a divinely ordained order prevailing at a particular period of history. I see. So there were, there were times of judges. There were times of kings. There were times of the prophets, the times of the law. And these are times where God would do specific things down through the ages uh, in specific ways. For instance, the law. He's, he's bringing something to Israel that is... To the nation of Israel, he built Israel, then he brought them a law, and, and then he's going to build this nation upon this law. Mm -hmm. This is something that he is doing. And under the umbrella of the dispensation of the law came the judges, the kings, the prophets. And so there were, um, as it were, uh, many aspects of this dispensation. And so you will find the same thing that happens similar in the Gentiles, for example, going from justification, which would be a dispensation of a revelation, a divine order of, of, of knowing your sins are forgiven and a message coming as it did with Luther and then Wesley coming with sanctification and then on into um, Pentecost and the fulfillment right down to the rapture time. You mentioned the judges and the prophets and the different steps. But, but never had there come a junction like this. Never had it come such a major turn, a major event. And you find in that time, you mentioned how we feel like it parallels today. 
and you see the troubles in the world today and you see the things going on around us, uh, governments in turmoil and in every and, and there's just chaos in the world. And if you look historically at that time period right there as, as Jesus is about to, to come on the scene, you see the exact same thing in the world at that time with the Roman conquest and the rebellions going on. And historically, it, it was a very yes. uh, a time, it was an uproar. Yes. Everything was in chaos, and you always see that happens at the time of a major event. When God's about to do something, Satan That's tries so to stir things up. Yeah. Yeah. Is, there, is there something that we can look and see, like a sign of a change of a dispensation? I mean, I know we went you know, from the law to what Jesus brought us to, but like an angel or a, a pillar of fire? or Well, I think always at... At a change of dispensation, there's always a display of the supernatural. I think it's very interesting from, from Malachi, the last prophet of the Old Testament, to John the Baptist, which, of course, um, would come in the days of Jesus. There was hardly anything that is recorded that God spoke during that period of years, which perhaps was 500 or more years. And so... Um, Yet then all of a sudden an angel uh, starts appearing first to Zechariah and then to Mary and then to Joseph in a dream and then the shepherds and then the wise men. And then there's basically nothing that will happen for 30 years except for a tiny glimpse of Jesus' life at the age of 12 uh, when he was at the temple. And then, then there comes John the Baptist out of the wilderness and then for a space of three and a half years, more or less, hundreds, hundreds, literally hundreds of scriptures are suddenly and rapidly Wonderful. fulfilled. Wonderful. But before that happened, before you hit that, I like how you said, you know, suddenly an angel appears. So it wasn't that these things happened without any type of warning or without any type of, uh, warning may not be the right word, but the angel came and let, let them know that something's about to take There's place. There's a turning of the corner. There's right. a changing now. God is moving. You know, Brother Tim, it's the similar in um, in the days of Moses because there was 400 years where the children of Israel was in bondage. There was no miracle. But the moment God was going to deliver them and change that dispensation, an angel appeared on the scene. Amen. And the miraculous began to happen. That's and right. God began to speak. And it was same with the 400 years of silence from the time of Malachi to the time of John the Baptist. Mm. It was a changing of dispensation. So you can always expect the supernatural element to begin to work when something like this is about to take place. Yes, and I think this is why today is a day of great miracles. Not days of miracles are past, but right. days of yeah, miracles are, exactly. are prevalent and looking forward to and preparing for the greatest miracle which will be the change of our bodies, the resurrection of the saints, and, and the uh, glorious rapture of Praise the church, the, the meeting in the air. Praise the Lord. So the dispensation that took place at the closing of the Old Testament, at the closing of the Jewish dispensation, um, what were the changes that took place there? Um, there was a law, an old covenant. We moved to the new covenant. There was an old lamb, sacrificial lamb, an imperfect lamb. And it was fulfilled in the new, in Christ. Uh, what, are, what are some of the aspects of that change that we could visibly see? There was a major corner turn there. 
Yeah, it was it was very huge because actually, as Aaron was asking, you know, you know what things was had happened, or not just an angel appearing all of a sudden, but no, there had been years and years and years of prophecy, and now there's laying in the Bible all of these prophecies like seeds waiting for the right atmosphere and the right season to come forth. Wonderful. For example, um, Malachi uh, would speak of an Elijah prophet that would come to forerun the coming of the Messiah. Yes, sir. And it would lay dormant in the scripture until all of a sudden light would shine on that scripture and quicken that word for that moment. So there were, yes, there was many, many, many prophecies laying there in the scripture that just needed to be ignited by the by the fire of God and and from there it was an explosion, a literal explosion of many, many, many scriptures fulfilled. Well even Isaiah when he said a virgin shall conceive that was seven hundred years yes. before and it just laid there. You know, and just because it had laid there for hundreds of years, that word was just wait, waiting for the predestinated moment. You know, for a predestinated womb and Mary, for that that virgin to come on the scene, and when the time came, it was ready to take place. And sometimes I think we get people get lulled to sleep by well, what's happening, what's happening, and it can all happen like that. Absolutely. Yeah, when right. the moment hits, it's going to just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It's you know very quickly and rapidly. So like you said, it went four hundred years without seemingly anything happening. Same back in Moses, four hundred years slaves. Yes. And all of a sudden. Boom, it happens, and it's just one thing after another being fulfilled, and it was an exodus, you know, that took place in Moses' day, the exodus that took place in Jesus' Wonderful. day, and there's yes. an exodus in this day. So we, we should also look and say, hey, maybe it seems like nothing's happening, but things are happening. Yeah, there is actually, in our day, another explosion, explosion of scriptures that has taken place Amen. where the light is coming on different promises of the Word. And so, you know, this is why you would say in Ephesians 1.10 that in the dispensation of the fullness of time. So we come to a new dispensation and even in our day where times have come to its fulfillment. Amen. So we come to the times of the Gentiles where that it is fulfilled, the times of the church ages where they are coming to an end. Um, you know, the dispensation of grace actually will come down to its end where that he that is filthy is filthy still. Right. He that is holy is holy still. Amen. He that is righteous is righteous still. So, you know, it comes down to a closing uh, time. And we are at a, at a very pivotal time in world's history Amen. Right, right now. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I believe a lot of it has to do with the expectation of the people. Uh, you find people in that era, say like Moses, the people were under the persecution and under their judgment for 400 years. They knew there was a promise given to Abraham that your seed's going to sojourn in a strange land. So there has to be an expectation, I'm going to deliver even right. though I've seen you there. And then you find even in John the Baptist, when they came on the scene, there was there was the word that was prophesied, Isaiah, a virgin shall, shall conceive. Where was the expectation? Mary didn't falter with the expectation. She knew it was in the scripture, be it unto me. What about us in this day? Though we see so much around us, uh, the time still types the same. We find yes, ourselves does. in a very dark hour, 
But yet, what is the expectation of the people? There's a promised yeah. rapture. That's right. right. We're right. talking about a dispensation That's of change. Right. What is the expectation of the church to receive that promised word? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we should be like Mary, be it unto me according to thy word. Amen. Somebody's going to fit the scripture. Yet, yet at the same time that there was an expectation among some, because God always has somebody that exactly. will be a witness. Exactly right. right. You know, somebody that's right. going to stand for righteousness yes. and truth and have that holy expectation. Yeah. But at the same time, the you know, at this dispensation, and even with um, uh, in the time of Moses, there was a time of lukewarmness. Exactly right. Where that and complacency, where that the majority of Israel was was not under this expectation, yeah. even though they were groaning yeah. and travailing and yes, desiring and hoping, but yet there was still a lukewarmness and and there was a man by the name of Amram that began mm-hmm. to cry out to yes. God yeah. exactly. you know, for a deliverer. Amen. And and so it would be to that family that would be born a a Messiah as it was. You know, a savior yeah. as yeah. it was, yeah. a redeemer, which a deliverer yeah. is is the better word. And so, you know, this would this would give rise. But I, I want you to notice there would come a time of 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 after a silence, there would become a time of of great awakening, mm. and then a little time of silence, and right. then another time of yes. awakening, right. even within the fulfillment. That's yeah. Right. And so I think we should never let down on our that guard today. Very good. Yeah. Amen. Good observation. You know, to to realize just because that we may go through a little small law in between uh, the movings of God, don't give up on the promise. Absolutely. Amen. Exactly. Amen. Yeah. I mean, there was a law in the time of Moses from the time of his birth, a great expectation and and then, you know, he rises up and you can imagine uh, as they would talk about him and what was going to happen in that right. time. Um, you know, here he is being trained by the Egyptians. Uh, you know, you can That's imagine good. the excitement that as people were looking at that. Right. And then see it seem like all fall apart. Right. That's right. Only That's for good. God to pick it up again. That is very good. When he's 80 years old and meet him with a pillar of fire and send him out. Mm. Yeah. And so um, the same thing would be here in, in this. God would, God would appear by an angel to Zechariah and then, then the, to the Virgin Mary. And then there would be that lull of years, right. a space of time where it seemed like nothing was happening until all of a sudden here comes John out. You know, preaching uh, repentance and preparing the way for the coming of Messiah. So just because there's ups and downs and lulls and times of quietness and seem like where God is silent does not mean at all God is silent. God is working. All the while. And, And the thing is, the people didn't see John. We don't see what was going on with John, but God was dealing with him the whole time, preparing him. That's right. Preparing him with the message to come out. You know, to, to, prepare the way. to prepare the way, to be a forerunner. And, and let me ask, for, for people listening, we're talking about the, the end of a dispensation. Do we place it at a specific moment? Is there, it ended? Is there, at what moment does it begin to turn? Is it a gradual blinding to, to where the Jews begin, um, you know, was it like a moment where, okay, no longer the Jews that they can't see the truth? Is it, is it a moment or is it a gradual thing that took place? No, it was more gradual, don't you think? I believe it was gradual 
And it was on many levels, politically, religious, spiritually, uh, on many levels. As we see the first coming, this is how we pick up for the second. Um, there's no record in the Bible that said that the first coming would be a mystery. Right. But there is that the second will be. That he'll come in as a thief in the night. And if they missed it in the first... There's right. certainly going to be people miss it in a second. But the, the first coming sets the stage to give us a pattern. And we want, if we study the political world as it was spoke of as in Daniel, we see the religious um, uh, theater, as it were, uh, the stage that was set when Jesus arrived. Jesus says it'll repeat again. And so I believe it was gradual, and I believe that it was on many fronts that God had set the stage for this deliverer. I guess a lot of the time, or even most of the time, the religious people, though, were blinded by their own traditions, by their own histories, because it's not that they couldn't see it all, but Nicodemus comes and says, we know that, that you're a teacher sent from God. Mm -hmm. So they could see that. Yeah. So they weren't completely blind, but there was something that would not allow them to accept the fullness of that truth. Yes. And was that is that their own teachings and their own stubbornness and their own traditions, you know, of, of their churches that was keeping them from accepting that? Jesus said, You by your tradition make the word of God of none effect. Mm -hmm. When they exalted the men's traditions over God's word, they were on their way out. Well, you know, we're living at another time, in another junction of time, and this is a time where that men's traditions are being um, have been given preeminence over God's word. And just like the Jews in that time uh, took the oral traditions that was taught by the rabbis over the literal and written word of God, even so today there has been many, many traditions that have been set by the people uh, and by theologians that men actually believe in more than they do the Word of God, the written Word of God. And so, again, it always goes back to my church said, this is what my church believes instead of what the Bible says. But I believe that as the church returns back to the gospel again, that there will be a people that will rise that will give the Word of God the proper place, the headship, and the preeminence in the church. Amen. And God bless you folks. We're so glad you joined with us today. Always invite your friends to come and, and listen and be a part with us. God bless you as we conclude this part of the study. Thank you for joining with the ministry team at Evening Light Tabernacle. For more information on what you have heard today, please visit us at eveninglight.net. May God bless you.